Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. You are now listening to The Reality Is. The Reality Is. Boy, you back. <laughs> it feels good, too. That's where I went wrong in the relationship, too. Suck his dick, don't pacify him. Well, okay, I got that, too. But <laughs> I was not supposed to be on the mic. I don't like to say people when I mean white people. Acknowledge the shit that black people have went through. Excuse my voice, y'all. I've been drinking. <laughs> this is being almost, uh, oh, God. One cheek. <laughs> So we've you come in. So we've all dated people before. I'm trying to figure out how to say this. I guess you know, I'm trying not to say me and you because people seem to always want to use us. And talk about stuff about me and you, why we're not back together, why did we break up, why did whatever. Yeah. So I'm gonna use us again in this in this uh example that I'm trying to kick the podcast off with. Oh, okay. Because I'm when still you date, trying to figure out where we're going. When you've dated people like me and you dated, mm-hmm. and I dated someone before you, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes you get gifts before people, or like with me and you being broken up, like we've been broken up for two years. Mm-hmm. I've went on dates and you've talked to other guys since we've been broken up. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have experiences, you have people who may take to you more than another person, yeah. so on and so forth. And you get gifts from people. And sometimes Hopefully you get they're gi- good gifts. And then you get gifts sometimes before you get into another relationship that means something to you. So you hold on to those gifts. <laughs> when you hold on to those gifts, then some people may come through and say, Oh, this is nice. Where did you get this from? And they are really intrigued by that gift until yeah. you tell them that, hey, this came from an ex-girlfriend. Oh, okay. Then it's kind of like, why do you still have that? Yeah. Well, for me, that thing is... Not why do you still have it. Why do you still have it if it's trash? If it doesn't work properly. If it's trash. It's not trash. Trash is something that you need to get rid of. That should be discarded. You discard and you can't use it. It's good for nothing. Have you ever used it? I have used that. Does it work properly when you use it? Not consistently. (laughs) So it's not trash. It's something that that you could work with. We're saying all that to say this. I have a record player. I admire No, wait this. a minute. You have to back up because you was proud of this record player. I'm still when you proud got of it. the record player. Like, let's not, let's not, not let's not do that. No, I am were. still proud of the record player. You were so proud of it because I think back when you got it, I came over one day and I was like, oh, where did this come from? It was a birthday gift one year. Yes, it was. A, it was and a, it, it was, was in a nice, you know, little bag with a bow on it and yeah. everything. It worked well for a while. Like, let's not get it twisted. It didn't start out this way. You defended it. It got yeah. to that point very quickly. Mm-hmm. But How quickly? Did, I don't know. Some months. <laughs> but it, it it was, the the point of the matter is I always wanted a record player. And I'm a firm believer in if you are dating someone or in a relationship with someone and they ask you for a specific gift, you get them that gift. Mm-hmm. Too many of you women go out and you buy more expensive things for a guy 
a lot of times that he yeah. did not ask for. Yeah. So with this, that was something that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And that person got me something that I wanted. It was thoughtful. And it was very thoughtful. And it wasn't a big bag. When I first got it, I was like, what the fuck is this? It looked <laughs> like a black man's Christmas, a black Santa's Christmas bag. Because <laughs> it was a big ass blue bag and it had yeah. a gold uh, mm, ribbon a gold mm-hmm. ribbon on it. And I was like, oh. And it was in there. So I was like, I okay. Said, okay. But the person heard me out and they knew that's <laughs> I what I wanted. To, I, I got remember. It. I think the reason we're telling <laughs> this story. Are you trying to overtime me? Why can't I tell my part of the story? I remember. First of all, when you first... also we're recording at home today. So if you guys hear some echoing in the background and if it doesn't sound as smooth as it does in the studio, <laughs> it's because we are doing it from my living room. I remember you first got this record player. I would come over after I asked you where you get it from. Yes. I would come over. You'd be playing your little record. Don't do that, bro. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. They skipped it. And then next thing I know, you say, I got to find a record player. I said, wow, what happened to your gift? He said, oh, it's, it skipped straight to track five. <laughs> <laughs> it's just. The thing about it is, it'll play. The, it started out where it played well. The reason we're not going to get to I even went this, out and bought I you don't some want records the to, think that to I don't compliment like the record the player. Yeah. And it fucked up the records that I bought you. Yeah, it did scratch them up. <laughs> so I'm still holding on to this record player because it does have sentimental value. I'm sure Throw that other, shit away. I'm sure I'm not the only other person that has sentimental value. First of all, I would like you guys to know, I don't know, I think we're going to play our intro, but as you already know, I am Anthony Roberts, host of The Reality Is Where a Filter Becomes Extinct. And I'm the co-host, Artesia. This motherfucker did not let me introduce her, but cool. A lot of y'all have been reaching out to us uh, recently with a lot of the deaths and a lot of the things that have been going on here in Dallas, and a lot of people always say, hey, Anthony, Artesia, why you guys don't address things like the Botham John case? Why don't you guys address things like the uh, Atiana uh, a Tatiana, Tay, Je- a Tatiana mm-hmm. Tay Jefferson like why are we not addressing these things it's not that we don't want to address them but first of all it's a lot of other people addressing these things mm-hmm. and then I mean from the news to local blog sites to other social podcasts media. to social media to people who have more insight on it so we kind of allow them to do that and let you get that information from there and don't I get know, it twisted we have our own opinions, yeah, our own opinions but sometimes it. it's just exhausting to keep talking about the same things over, over and over, over. Especially as a black person, because this is your life every day, all day. And especially the fact of the matter that these things have happened in the DFW. So Mm -hmm. we're we're dealing with everything else that the whole country is dealing with Mm -hmm. as a black person or as just an American, period. Mm -hmm. But then when you start talking about the race wars, like the Botham John thing, the Botham John shooting happened to me literally right across the street, Mm -hmm. not even 200 yards from where I lay my head at night. You know what I'm saying? And then we have the uh, Tatiana Jefferson, mm-hmm. which is in Fort Worth, which is about 30 minutes from mm-hmm. here. So it's like and it changes the-, the climate. Like even exactly. when you go to work, you know, white people are like they're wondering how are you going to treat them? Yeah. Because so it makes interacting difficult, yeah. period. Yeah. And then it, it, it makes the interacting difficult, period, too, amongst dealing with your own black people. Because mm-hmm. there are some people who are dead set on talking about it every day. They feel like they can connect with you mm-hmm. by talking about that. Some of them feel strongly about it. Mm-hmm. Some of them feel almost not only militant, but hatred mm-hmm. towards white people, which is understood. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, yes. with me being a person who's open minded, it's like make sure that hatred is pointing in the right direction. That's one thing I used to tell you, mm-hmm. um, because, you know, when I first got to know you, you were someone who could take a lot. Mm-hmm. You still are someone who can take a lot of shit. Yeah. But when you exploded, sometimes you would explode on the wrong person. And I think it was one time you and your ex-husband had got into it. And I was like, yo, I heard the overheard the conversation and I said, I know you're going through some shit, but you took that energy out on the wrong person. And I think you had been dealing with something at work or you were working downtown oh, yeah. at that first, you know, one of those jobs where you were really starting to understand like mm-hmm. corporate racism. Yeah. So, and, and I, I think it's, it's, 
crazy because it doesn't excuse the behavior. Yeah. But it's like my ex-husband is somebody that I've been blessed with in my life that knows me. Yeah. So he knows like he'll know yeah. like if I'm lashing out about something, he'll, he'll be like, what's really going on? Yeah. And I think that's the thing. So what I'm saying with all that is I said all that to say when it comes to the racism part and the things that's happening on happening with like these killings and things, mm-hmm. we don't want to talk about it because we always have to deal with this shit every day. We're and right now, with it being currently it. in our city, mm-hmm. it's just something you don't want to talk about. I don't want to feel hatred in my heart. I don't want to to worry about it. And, and, and let's just be realistic. The shit's not going to stop. No, it's not. All right. That was and my dryer. I'm sorry about that. And I, that's I also not to like sweep it under the rug yeah. to act like it didn't happen because it's very real. It's very real. We know that it happened. It definitely. We're um, not doing that, but yeah. we, we just don't feel like addressing in it at this point in time. Addressing in it. Addressing it. Addressing in it. <laughs> How do you? Addressing it. Addressing it. That's the country in me. It just rolls all addressing together. Addressing it. Addressing it. <laughs> addressing it at this motherfucking time man <laughs> god damn it you know what i felt like when you heard me so we're working you know what we're, I working, do we're, address? we're working on several podcasts right now <laughs> and i've been talking and working with a podcast is dealing with real estate and some other stuff mm-hmm. so you've listened to a couple of podcasts and you're like man i know you're an intellectual guy and oh, i know yeah. you're this and this and that but you're like it's been great to hear you mm-hmm. show it's a different refreshing. side of yourself you very on this podcast and i'm like okay so then hearing this and i'm like i can't even say addressing up. it yeah fucking up right now <laughs> what would you about to say so what i do want to address is uh i don't know like your hometown kind of went viral <laughs> this week and now, last this week the only time i was about to say what are you about to speak up about because you never fucking speak up and the listeners know when have you ever heard this motherfucker lead a segue what? I just thought that that was the perfect nah, opportunity because you know me. Never led into I'm straight. Segue, I'm straight but forward. Now with so these it's kind of hard. Passes, you want to lead? No way. Into the segue. <laughs> it's kind of hard for me to segue into it, but that was like the perfect. He was like, "We don't feel like addressing it right now." So yeah, yeah you know what I do want to address yes. is these Texarkana pastors. So you gonna lead it in and, and, well, and tell everybody what's going on? Because one thing that's funny is, first of all, when all of this first started happening with me living in Dallas, now a lot of people were hitting me up that aren't from Texarkana mm-hmm. that live in California mm-hmm. that live in Kansas that live here that live in fucking <laughs> New York and people are like hey my nigga ain't you from Texarkana and that's the What's crazy part on? about it because when I first met you I didn't realize that Texarkana had so much shit going on yeah I just always I thought it was like a I little love. country town yeah you know nope Texarkana is uh just like you hear people be like murder capital and things of that nature Texarkana is not a murder capital, even if it would have to murder everybody there to actually be one of those people who have enough killings in a year Mm -hmm. to be considered that. But if, oh, if they take the little chart down and you know how when you in Mm -hmm. math and you break down shit and you say, okay, well, for a demographic of 20,000, how many murders have they had with the top? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And they put it, we would be there. Yeah. We are one of the top for DEA and Fed bust Mm. for drugs. We are a big middle ground and mm-hmm. trafficking city for a lot of things, import and export mm-hmm. through New Orleans and Louisiana, through Arkansas, through like Memphis, mm-hmm. all of this shit. That's crazy. And I'll stop with that part of it, but because they already know what's going on. But the point of the matter so is it's, it's a lot of shit that's going on. So now we've been put on the map. The of the clergy yes, on the map. On the map. With a, a, with a, with a live video, this, like a Facebook this, live. But think about this, too. A lot of people who've been listening to the podcast, you've heard me talk about how religious I am not. Mm -hmm. You have heard me talk about how I don't believe certain things because of my upbringing. So when you say, but listen, and the pastors that are down there, and Mm -hmm. then we grew up now. The church I went to, there was they look like they came out unscathed. 
Yeah, because they didn't come up. In they the didn't list. come up at all. No mm-hmm. association to anything. But mm-hmm. it also still gives you a climate into what the temperature is in Texarkana mm-hmm. when it comes to religion and what's right and what's wrong. But and everybody's going to say all over the that's place. religion all over so, the place. But God damn it, if it's a that's a hot spot. Yeah. But, well, a city of only 60,000 people, it was a list of about 13 pastors. But do you feel like it's fair, like you said, they did it in the wrong way? Do you feel like it's fair to say that they did it in the wrong way? Because To expose the pastors this way? Uh-huh. Uh, this is a social media age. What other way is there? That's what I'm and saying. And not so to be I funny, how many, if these pastors, because I don't know if all of it is true. All I know is I know some of the children I just of these pastors. that, And I know it's hitting home and fucking up a lot of shit back home right now. I just now. know that black people everywhere have the same story they do you know you grow up in a super religious home somebody in the church to mess around with somebody they didn't got somebody pregnant on the side there's been pedophilia there's been like we what's all that, what's have, that pastor that that shit just happened to the fat guy up in Pastor Gray? no the oh. guy that everybody knows like denny davis i think is local here yeah local but here. it's pastor uh pastor john gray yeah and another thing too is like i ain't saying niggas can't cheat but i think when i saw the video because now that i know the son of the video that's out. I don't even want to say it because I know this guy. Well, I'm well, like, I personally okay. know this guy. Well, I won't say so it's hard. For, I, I mean, bad. everybody knows the name. I mean, it's been trending on Twitter. I, I mean. know for the past two days. <laughs> Hashtag Pastor David Wilson. God. But I mean, it's out there. Like, it is else? out there, but it's tough. It, the reason it's sacred ground is because for me, it's like I can only speak so much. And what I did, and, and you know this because you, you were here. Mm-hmm. I literally text one of my ex-girlfriends from back home and i said hey is this pastor wilson the guy that we went to school and grew up with Mm -hmm. and she said yes well you keep your lines clear with your exes you can always call them up that's great um (laughs) but i but and then when i i did that because we had a certain way we were going to be addressing this yeah but i cannot address this the same way with the same energy energy knowing what you know that i would say and knowing what i know this guy has been through and how close him and his father were what i will say my overall point is that we're all human yes i think that religion and churches and different um what's the word clergyman no no uh doctrines Doctrines, so i think that people get it twisted instead of acknowledging that we're all human that we all make mistakes and that we all have a struggle especially as men you know it's hard church women be coming in there looking good they do but this is the thing but don't put yourself on a don't put yourself on a pedestal to say that you're perfect and you should just turn the other cheek and look away from sin and you're never affected by anything because we all have the same struggles and it's okay yeah and i told somebody the other day i said if i went to church i'm more inept to be at a church with a guy who's telling me real life experiences Mm -hmm. if he's preaching from like every time i go to church the reason i'm turned off by it is because by the time he gets to the preaching part i'm already like yo i already know what the fuck he's about to say yeah this shit's not gonna intrigue me he's preaching the same story we know that jesus rose on the third day for easter we know Mm -hmm. whatever whatever for christmas the high points the choir's backing him up the drummer's like hitting at the right time some serious shit when you talk about you know, when they talk about, you know, Moses killed somebody and buried him in the sand, but he was still able to be a disciple for Jesus of some sort. Tell me a story where you literally fell that fucking low mm-hmm. or tell me a story about somebody, you know, that fell that fucking low yeah. that you fuck with them now mm-hmm. and you know that they're a changed person. Yeah. Not just because of Jesus Christ, because he wanted to change. Exactly. Because the thing about it is no matter if you say I accept Jesus as a guy, you still as a person have to want to change. Mm-hmm. So you are the one that started that. And every day you're going to have to make a decision. Tell those motherfucking stories like that. that's why you have people when they come out um people who have survived cancer or they lost a limb 
They send those people to tell those real stories mm-hmm. to that crowd to motivate those people. Why? Because they can relate to them. Yeah. None of us can relate to a 2000 old Bible scripture. We find faith and we find a correlation to it to connect to it. Mm-hmm. But if somebody tells you a real story in 2019, like, you I can went believe. To this conference yeah. And it was the best. <laughs> but not to be funny, though. That's why when I tell certain stories on this podcast, I tell it. You know why? Because mm-hmm. the people who know me, they know I hate fake shit. Mm-hmm. They know I hate bullshit. So if I came on here and I said I went and saw a psychic and this guy told me something that I believed, mm-hmm. they're going to be like, yeah, I believe this nigga. Yeah. That's just like when you told me when you went and got that poem reading. And no, you, it was a spiritual And a spiritual reading, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> and you told me the things that you told me and you said I somewhat believed it because there's things that I did not tell her. Mm-hmm. I know you personally, so I'm like, okay, maybe her spirit connected with yours. Yeah. And I and if you believe in spirits and spirituality, you can feel an energy off somebody. Mm-hmm. That's just like when you go to a club or you in a group and you meet a new person, mm-hmm. you can feel if a nigga is a whole ass nigga. Oh, yeah. You can feel if a bitch is a, 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 a you know, somebody that loves attention. That's why it's so exhausting for introverts to yeah. be out because it's draining. Like you're connecting and um, not only introverts, but empath. Yeah. But it's just difficult for me to talk on that. Um, the only thing I will say is, I didn't watch the video much, but when I watched it, I was like, I can't watch this shit. Mm -hmm. And then, like I said, everything else I would have said, I'm going to be dead ass honest. I'm not going to say because I know this guy. Yeah. And I'm not going to be disrespectful. Mm -hmm. And one thing I'll say is with all of this going on, I know Twitter and social media like to blow shit up. Mm -hmm. But I think the thing I told you is I was like, what if it was my mother who made a mistake? Mm hmm. And everybody was lighting into her ass. Mm-hmm. And it's a mistake that she made that was publicized. Mm-hmm. But I know who my mom is. Yeah. I know my mom is a loving person. I know my mom is a giving person. I don't know her personal life and her ins and outs and the mistakes that she's made. But no matter what mistake that she's made, there's nothing that I would look at her and be like, I love I, no I love you back. less. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for me, I'm looking at it like that and I'm like, I wouldn't dare. Now, I can't blame other people for taking a shot at it because there's things I've seen on TV and I'm not connected to the people on the backstory. Yeah. And I say what I say. Mm-hmm. But for somebody who knows it, I will not and cannot speak on that. I also know that one of the other pastors that is there mm-hmm. on that list for things is my grandfather who passed away last year was a deacon of the church. He helped select this pastor because you know in baptist churches the deacon board yeah it pretty much the runs pastor. the church exactly yeah so my my grandfather was a head the lead deacon mm-hmm. and he chose this guy mm-hmm. so I, i'm honestly glad that my my grandfather's dead because if he was alive right now he'd probably have another his sixth heart attack do you think so or do you i'm think dead that- ass because that's how much he loved that church and mm-hmm. that's how much he loved this dude I think the scandal is unfortunate, but it goes back to my point that we're all human. Like, I feel like your grandfather would have been able to understand. He would understand that he would hate the outrage because he's an old school guy. So he would be like, this needs to be handled internally. It doesn't need to be on social media. It doesn't need to be this big. Mm -hmm. And when you built a church like that from your with your bare hands, Mm -hmm. like he's been there 30 something years. (laughs) Yeah, like Rashard with these hands. (laughs) Like when you've done that shit, like it's hard to be like, yo. Mm-hmm. You just gonna take people talking about that shit. Yeah. Even when I was sitting back listening, I was like, I know my church didn't do right by me, but I still have something you for have them. You an allegiance, to you them. know, to them. Mm-hmm. So even with me not being into that no more, I was like, I hope I don't hear anything. Oh yeah. About the late great yeah. our pastor mm-hmm. when I was growing up. So mm-hmm. I was just like, regardless of how I feel now, I don't want to hear it. So. I can't speak about that. You also, somebody came to me and they was like, yo, did you see the barbershop? Oh, man. I was not ready for that. You can tell all about that because I did not watch the motherfucking video when I heard dick swinging in the barbershop. (laughs) Somebody sent me the video and they were like, yo, did you see this? And I just clicked on it. And even when it came on, I saw the barber, you know, he was slanging dick or whatever. So was the barber naked? The barber was completely nude. And he was cutting hair. And slanging dick. Was it a barber? Who was in the chair though? Wait a minute. This is when. 
stuff got real. This is when stuff got real because the you know how they put the cape on you when you're in a chair? Wait a minute. So, it ain't a cape. You're making it sound like a superhero. No, listen. It's like a protector. You, okay, well, whatever. You know I'll what it is. call it a cape and it is a cape. the same thing. It just... The, the client that was in the chair had the cape on and you could see that this nigga was clearly stroking his shit under the cape oh to God. the barber that was naked and slanging dick. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So the guy who was sitting in the chair was stroking his own dick. Yes. Oh, Jesus. Yes. And so then it jump cut to another scene where it was a dude sitting in a chair getting his hair cut. His lineup was on point. He had his eyes closed. Clearly he was in heaven. And then it, the camera pans down and somebody's literally sucking his dick right there as the barber is like cutting his hair and everybody in the shop is naked. So the barber was naked cutting his hair and the guy that it was in the chair was and getting the, his dick sucked while he was getting his hair cut. Exactly. And these were all guys. Yeah. In the barbershop. And then in another scene, Texacana and they changed, had, the, they had the music to go with it. So in another scene, they took the cape off the dude that was in the chair. Don't disrespect the hometown. No, much, this is bad. This is looking bad. For I niggas, don't even man. know if these people this were from Texacana. I don't know. I don't know. Cause I've, I went to the barber's page. It looks like he's in, he's it, in Atlanta. Good, Cause that sounds like some Atlanta. So, shit. I was about to say what in the Atlanta. So I don't know. But it was just crazy. Like, this is what goes down when you go get your hair cut. I about to say, keep Texacana gangster, man. <laughs> shit, make a shirt out of this shit. <laughs> keep us gangster, man. So, yeah, it was a lot of shit going on. Like, between the pastors, the barbershop. you think of Texacana, think of Ross Perot, goddammit. Think of Nathan Vasher, longest kick return for Chicago Bears before Devin Hester broke that bitch. Think of Rod Smith, wide receiver, two-time Super Bowl wide receiver from Texacana. Think about Eric Warfield, three-time cornerback. Man, Think about the greatness of Texacana. Think about Larry, the guy that does our music. Yes, think about Larry Bowden <laughs> that does the music for our podcast. Yeah. Uh, who else we got? There's some other big people, man. Think about a lot of great shit. Yeah. Don't think about these motherfuckers, man. Yeah. It's a lot of good churches down there. Mm-hmm. Name one. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So let's get on to another man. I, I, like I said, my allegiance is too rough. I want to go somewhere else with that. Before we get into a serious or more serious topic, I do want to talk about you learning how to skate. Yeah. Um, you got me into it. Yeah. You know, I, I think the last time I skated, I was like 14 years old back in Texarkana going to church. We used to go to the little church. Events, and I but said, you I up never, said, hey, I want to. I said I never skated, but I take that back because my mom did buy me some roller skates. But you know me, I'm clumsy. Lying, I know. No, 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 no. I'm clumsy. <laughs> and I li- she literally bought me those skates when I was younger. Yeah. And you you saw where I grew up, down those two big old hills. Yep, I put them skates on one time and I was like, nah, this ain't for me. Yeah, and I it was never a good hill, this- but them roads ain't good. Yeah, I never used those skates again. But I've always admired people that can like do their thing on roller skates. And I always wanted to do like my roll bounce thing. Yeah. So I found a place to do skating lessons. I was like, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. I'm in the season of, of doing everything that I've ever wanted to do. Yeah. No limitations, no overthinking, no nothing. So I'm like, we're going to skating lessons. You came with me. I was like, OK, I was actually surprised because I did better than you. On my on the first lesson. Why well, we gotta make it about who did better? No, because you are because I had you done better feet. than me, I have two left feet. you would have made it about that. I and have, I have two left feet. You stay coming for my ass. I have two left feet. But halfway through the first lesson, I did look up as I was on a little skating thing. This kind of like a walker for the skating old bitch. assistant. Yeah. So <laughs> as I was using the skating assistant, I happened to look up, and when I look up, I saw your feet going like the way real you know skaters yeah. do, and I was like, okay, I need to do better. Yeah. So then I started trying to get better. Yeah. And after one lesson, I tweaked my knee, my shoulder. shoulder. <laughs> I went back. You had you couldn't even skate. Yeah. 
was. But yeah, we did go back on yesterday. So my goal is to learn how to skate well enough to get my moves down because I do. I would like for us to host a skate night, and I want to just show off my skills. You know. Yeah. That should be looking sexy when they turn them lights down and the music on, and you be out there just moving. If you know how to skate. That's what I'm learning how to you do just right gotta, now. We, I just want to be to a point where I'm good enough to where, like, I don't want to be the nigga that falls down and causes the pile up. <laughs> and honestly, yeah, at this point, I know I'd be that nigga. Oh, my God. So okay. I ain't going to be putting myself out there until I know that I can legitimately skate upright. But it does take you back to childhood, like, learning how to do something Oh, but I know yesterday. Out there, that little boy, this boy. <laughs> This little nigga, he almost had a, uh, he literally almost had an asthma attack because he kept, he was on the skating assist and he kept falling. He was going mm-hmm. back and forth, back and forth in his leg. Like he even did the splits one time. Oh my. Because. But that's he, how it feels, yeah. especially yesterday because they just got the floor resurfaced. Yeah. So it was way more he slippery. He couldn't control himself. So it was like, it literally was like watching Tom and Jared and it's like, whoop, 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 boom, whoop, 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 whoop. Like whatever <laughs> little noises you can make, he just kept fucking falling. And yeah. then it was one point where he, it was like, uh, he got up and he tried to grab the skate assistant, and his mom was like, take your time. Mm-hmm. Whoop, 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 whoop. And his legs, so about seven times in a row, he kept trying to get up. And he was getting up so fast, and you kept hearing the, the director. He was like, slow down. Yeah. Slow down. That's the hard part. Slow down. Because like he, once your feet start moving, you, you automatically pick up speed. And he just kept trying to get up, and before you know it, like, I got nervous, because I was like, yo, he, I was like, you need to go get him. So his mom got up, she walked over there, and she picked him up and she was like, can you breathe? And he he was just shaking his head no. And he kept coughing and coughing mm-hmm. and coughing. And I was like, oh, my God, I hope this nigga doesn't need CPR. I know it, but I was like, I yeah. hope he doesn't need it. But it went from being a funny situation to being like, yo, slow down. Yeah. And even I tell myself that sometimes because I know I can go and I get on the podcast mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah. or I get off the podcast and I'm trying to do this and that. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you, hey, Arteza, can you do this? And it's like, I saw myself in I'd be him like, and I nigga, like, we already got 50,000 things we doing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, slow down. Yeah. But the thing about me is with the whole business thing, I always feel like I want to be better. I want to push the envelope. I'm trying to be the best. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't look at anybody as a competition, but like I made a quote on the podcast um, on the podcast page this week and I said I literally feel like sometimes we're the best doing this podcast and shit mm-hmm. and not from a standpoint of like I know people are teaching things and some people are selling things and mm-hmm. some people are telling financing but I'm just talking about in the scheme of like being in my niche and just being like in my lane mm-hmm. like I stay in my lane enough and focus on me and we focus on us trying to be the best that we can be from the advertising to mm-hmm. the Instagram stories to the post to different conversations to not worrying about a job and letting them control the content in which we talk about. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for me, when I say that, that's what I'm talking about. I'm I'm risking shit. We're, we're risking things. We're paying for things. We're doing things mm-hmm. to be consistent and be different. Yeah. And I think the people who know what grinding is and they know what chasing their dreams are and they know what, you know, trying to accomplish things look like, they can respect that. Mm-hmm. Other people just be like, y'all always busy. Y'all always working. And other people who know it and get it, other creatives and entrepreneurs. Like, I'm trying to be like you. I'm trying to be like yeah. you. I'm trying to do what you do. Or if they see something that can help us, mm-hmm. they pitch us some knowledge. Yeah. Shout out to people like um, the homie um, Geechee Luciano mm-hmm. and Dathan and Brio out in D.C. Mm-hmm. So I guess we can end, um, do some announcements right here in the middle. Oh, okay. first of all, first of all, this is episode 261. And this, first is the, announcement. this is the fifth episode of season 13. We got mm-hmm. 15 more episodes. We have been slow, which you have been grouchy about because we've been busy with other things and we haven't been able to get into the studio as much as we would like. 
and give y'all this and content. And so you automatically feel like we just ain't doing shit. So I dug through my box and I said, hey, I think I have that for- focus right mm-hmm. box to where the cloud box. Yeah, the cloud box so we could record because basically I the reason I started recording from home is because we were using a different board initially and I just didn't think the quality was good. Yeah. And as we continued to grow and the studio Level began up. to grow and change, and we had a certain quality and I was like, even if we're not going to be in the studio, I don't want the quality to sound like it's echo and, you know, and stuff like that because mm-hmm. quality matters. You know, we've, you know, we've been working with different clients here lately and no offense to this client. I don't know if they listen to the podcast or not, but they had some work that they've been working on and they have a great show. They do great things. They interview great people. They do a lot of great shit. And Mm -hmm. honestly, I've been talking to this person for a good year about coming on the Roberts Media Group because I feel like we can help them Mm -hmm. better themselves and take off. Like they interview some of the top leaders in sports like Mm. fucking LeBron James, you know, people who outside of basketball, you know, they talk to people who've been in basketball, the Gilbert Arenas is like they always are talking Mm -hmm. to these kind of people. But the thing I look at is I'm like content is everything. Quality of that content Mm -hmm. is everything. And You know, sometimes you want to help people, but you can't help them the way they want. But the thing that I love about some of the clients that we've ran into is they're passionate about their shit they're doing Mm -hmm. and they're never trying to stop getting better at it. Exactly. And those are the kind of people that we're trying to align ourselves Mm -hmm. with. People that respect the work that we do. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I don't know. How did I get to this point? I have no idea. You you segue to announcements in the middle of a topic. So we're going to take a quick break. You're now listening to the reality is where filter becomes extinct. This is a smoke break. I really need to take a break and get refocused because I was like, where the fuck did I just go? long stories that don't have middles they just have beginnings and ends and then the middle part is missed by everything (laughs) and how slow you talked in the middle of that part i'm a detailed person i like to make sure everybody has all the information a story is incomplete to me if you don't get all the information maybe that's because my first love is writing i don't know really yeah and i'm i'm shy so i don't talk a lot yeah but, but I can good. get a story but you know across what, when, when we I came write. Back in, but when we came back in I for did this an introduction, for... but listen, well, this is how off track you get. When we came back in from this outro, from this last segment, you were supposed to come in saying, okay, well, whatever. You be talking shit about me and everybody knows it. I was getting my hair done the other day and my loctician, shout out to Rudy, the mobile stylist. Uh, look her up on Instagram. She's awesome. But she was like, your boy been kind of riding you hard lately. And I was like, yeah, I oh, know, is that right? right, Rudy? I was like, yeah, I know, right? Ever since I gave you permission to talk about my microblading experience, you've been going nonstop. So Rudy Poop brought this up. <laughs> Rudy I ain't Poop. heard Rudy Poop in oh, a long time. I'm coming to see you soon, Rudy Poop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you going to finish telling your story? So anyways, before you took us way off track, talking about you was going to get into some announcements, <laughs> I wanted to talk about... <laughs> How bougie you, you was acting. So how bougie you was acting the first time we went to skating lessons. I don't never act bougie. Okay, so my skating lessons, they are in the hood. They you are know? definitely in the hood. I grew up in the hood. Yeah, I did too. I'm comfortable in the hood. Mm-hmm. It's the difference up, between. You uh, pull up talking you, about. It's the difference between uh, West Dallas and Juarez, Mexico. <laughs> so it's definitely a difference. The skating lessons are not 
anywhere near Juarez. Well, I think when you pull up to a place and you, I'm trying to do things We hadn't in my even car, made it to the place. I'm trying to do things in my car to relax. No, we hadn't we, even made this, it to this, the place. This, and you was like, I don't first, think we're no. going to go in. Yeah, see, this was the first time. We I'm just, talking about just yesterday when we saw niggas jumping the side of a fence to get into <laughs> an apartment complex. Clearly, for pussy, drugs, or to play an Xbox. But you know they what? They didn't go through the front gate. They walked through the side of the skating rink parking lot and jumped the fence. That's them people. And the fences were not low fences. They probably just didn't feel like walking all the way around to the front gate to get in. So, so they you just wanted hopped to the exert fence. all that energy to jump a 12 hey, foot fence. I'm not here to explain their thought processes. Okay. I'm just saying, as long for the most part, in the hood, you don't bother them, they ain't going to bother you. You good. Okay. Just get in, get, handle your business, get out. Yeah, so the first time we drove over there, I just know when things change. He drove white get very bad. by it. He didn't want to go in. This is the thing about it. If you in nice neighborhoods and it's How a How does sun- nigga come listen, up in listen, TK listen, and didn't want to go to... But listen, though. Listen, though. When you in the nice neighborhoods and the sun is shining like it is today, it's going to look so colorful because the grass is green. It's just a lot of good colors. Yeah, I know. The paint is painted, everything. Unfortunately, that's not the same everywhere. When we you have cross a lot over of to underserved the communities. And it's sunny. It just looks like a hot-ass day because the grass is dead. The places, a lot of dilapidated buildings, places closed it's down. It's an underserved community. I know it is, and I'm not talking about it from that perspective, but I did come over there, and I was like, is it safe to be here? And you could call me one of them progressive Negroes or whatever. No, I grew That's up in That's exactly the hood. what I'm going to call you. I, I would call me that. I grew up in the hood, and I'm, st- I'm not scared of being in the hood, but there's sometimes when I just want to go somewhere without feeling like I got to look over my shoulder. We all and, do. Or walking in but and how being many like, times? damn, did I forget to lock my car door? But because wait, I just don't know. But wait, let me hit you with this. How many times do we actually go to places like that? So when you say, oh, it's sometimes I just want to feel like I don't have to look over my shoulder. When do you ever really have to look over your shoulder? Because most of the places that we go to are in more uh, predominant areas. Yeah, like, but I do like I do like going back to the hood sometimes. Yeah. I'm just saying it is something. I'm going to tell you like this. And any nigga who's been outside of the hood for more than 10 years is lying. You can go back to the hood and love where you come from. Mm-hmm. But if it's not your home mm-hmm. and if you don't have a home to go to, I but you're just in I'm the hood at a restaurant. Yeah, I don't have a home to that's go to. And it's not my home hood. So when you go through there, yeah, you may feel comfortable and see things that remind you of your hood, but you also remember it's not your hood, which mm-hmm. means depending on the type of people you're around, you may not be welcome there. You may be questioned because mm-hmm. of where you at or people looking at you like, yeah, that nigga don't fit in here and think you're somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So well, you just, just got to be happy. careful with that shit. I'm just happy to see, for one, that that place is still around. But think about, no, 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 let me hit you with this, though. Think about that. It's no different than like if you're going uptown to a nice neighborhood where the mm-hmm. white neighborhood's at and you cruising through it. White folks don't recognize you or know you and you post it up somewhere, they will call the cops. Mm-hmm. If you're in a black neighborhood, if niggas don't know you, they're going to think you are the fucking cops. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Or somebody else that does not belong there. I got you. Okay. But, so niggas just be feeling uncomfortable. But once you got in there, they made you feel at home, right? Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. It's good to connect with the community. I've always wanted to do that. It's dope. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Things are not... I, it's one of them things where it's like things don't have to be perfect for them to be right exactly. or to have fun. Exactly. And that's what being at that skating rink is. It doesn't have all the top level, mm-hmm. whatever. Everything's not perfect. The shoes are old, but it's like it has a vibe mm-hmm. and it has a vibe that makes me good. feel comfortable. And the people are good. It's good black people. Mm-hmm. It's good black people that, you know, are not fucking bougie, mm-hmm. stuck up, whatever. That's why I say I'm not that person. I just I'm a motherfucker with standards. Mm-hmm. I'm going to eat a certain you saying that. We went out last night for a, a semi-birthday dinner, and we went to what, St. Rocco's? We went to a semi-birthday dinner. It was the birthday okay, dinner. Okay, well, it didn't go out the way. It didn't yeah, go so as we planned. had originally planned. My attitude has gotten better. Thank God. I would have had a shitty time yesterday. Uh, Yeah. 
because my heart dropped. Yeah, tell them how y'all fucked up. So, <laughs> so we planned Mama. whatever we planned to take you. There was a event last night at the uh, barbecue joint in Trinity Groves. And they had a live band. Your mom raves about them. So I was like, we had been talking about we want to hear live music. Okay, this is going to be a dope little family outing, you know, for your birthday. I called the restaurant earlier this week, tried to make reservations. They were like, oh, we don't do it on performance night. So just get here early. And I was low-key skeptical because when I saw the band, it was a bunch of middle-aged black dudes. Like they was everybody average age of 56. They was jamming though. Anyway. With straight leg jeans on, button-down okay, shirts, okay. and jackets. All them niggas look like Wayman Tisdale. <laughs> Go ahead. So anyways, I, I hit your mom up. I told her, I was like, hey, res- the restaurant doesn't take reservations. How early you think we should get there? She was like, I'll get there at 6.15, get us a table. Okay, I'm like, bet, good, we got it. We're on our way there. It's almost 6.30. Yep. She yep. hits us and says, there are no seats. I, my heart dropped because I'm used to the old you. And I saw your face when, when you did. And, and I was mom, like, okay, think so Artesia, I, I, yeah. plan B. So what I, what I, we so doing? I, so first of all, I text my mom and I said, mom, I'm not mad. You should have been giving me that message at the same time you was I texting did. her. I did. But I said, <laughs> I said, mom. But, you know, I had to take her my mom first because I know how my mom is. Yeah. And y'all are just, I tell her and you all the time, I said, y'all are just alike. Yeah. So I said, mom, I'm not mad. Let's just figure out. And a then it clicked plan. in my head. I'm like, I put myself under all this pressure and we ain't even fucking together. And then I looked at you because <laughs> you came and picked me up and I looked at you and I said, hey, I'm not mad. I said, don't stress yourself. I was trying yourself. to get somewhere, pull yeah. over. I said, so don't, I, I said, don't stress yourself. <laughs> don't go crazy. I said, I just told mom I'm not mad. I yeah. said, I'm not the same person yeah. that's that high strung on perfection. Because back in the day, your whole yeah. night would have been ruined. You wouldn't have wanted to talk to nobody. You probably would have walked off, took about 15 minutes to yourself, came like back bit, in. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Drama king, for real. But as soon as we hit the corner. You just used to get in my way, that's all. Oh, yeah, we know. So as soon as we hit that corner, I saw St. Rocco's. I was like, okay, that's somewhere that I've been wanting to try. Yeah. Let's just go there. Make it easy. Rolled up in there. We felt like we was in New York. Yeah. It did, well, it, it just said that on the outside, too. It said it was St. Rocco's New York Italian, or New York style Italian. Yeah. So it's kind of like when you walk in, it literally like one of them places where the mob people be at, yeah. where they be posted up. That shit felt so nice. So it was like the tables were red with the white tablecloth mm-hmm. or whatever, like the what higher Carpet it is. was red. Yeah. Carpet was red. The ceiling with the bright lights, white ceiling. So it, it was really nice. And, uh, like, it was funny, too, because when we were at the restaurant, we picked that place because Babs, we couldn't go to Babs Barbecue yeah. because it was packed. Yeah. So the white servant, server, when he came over. service. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> but when the white server came over, he came over. <laughs> when the white server came, servant. They, they, see how words are strong? Uh-huh. Servant. Change that whole sentence. Server. <laughs> When the white server came over to serve us, you know, he got he gave us all the water or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. And he was like, so what brings you guys to uh, St. Rocco's today? And my mom was like, you don't even want to know. <laughs> so everybody starts laughing, first of all, because we know the backstory of, you know, Babs was full. Yeah. We didn't get to hear the music. And it, we didn't we get were, the they were already talking about we had our mouth set for barbecue. For, for barbecue. Yeah. So when he came up and asked that, it was just kind of like, you know, my mom was like, well, I didn't want to be disrespectful and be like, well, you know, this restaurant was our second restaurant. Because mm-hmm. not being funny, this is one of those restaurants where people take it serious. It's like a four-star restaurant, five-star restaurant, where people take the shit seriously. Yeah. So, she, you know, we just all laughing and shit. So mm-hmm. the white dude kind of looked like, oh, am I the butt of this joke? Yeah, but he so, got his back. Yeah, so he walked off. <laughs> he came back. We all drinking water. And we talking and everything. We had just sat down. We had just sat down. <laughs> so then he comes back. And he's like, can I get you guys anything else besides water? So... <laughs> So as I'm drinking my water, I'm like, 
This mother, what this motherfucker just say? But then in my head, I'm like, touche, bitch, yeah, touche, yeah, yeah. because you getting my mama. <laughs> well back. played. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so then I think it was some point in time we ended up ordering all the food. So we got the calamari, we got the uh, truffle fries. Oh my god, it was a different amazing. type of truffle fries. But nigga, when we I ate can't them go truffle back to fries, the re- I think to date we thought the best truffle fries were from Village Burger. Nah, we ate somewhere else that was better than Village Burger. I think we did, but but the point neither of the one of them. Is, no matter what nothing. we've ever eaten in my life when it comes to truffle, oh, no, fries, truffle fries, my brother, <laughs> King Beef, <laughs> that nigga was eating them fried twice. Man. I, he he was in my, the middle of a story. He yeah, just he stopped the story. He's he like, I'm going to get these right here. Yeah, he talking some man. Hmm. This tastes this like some meat. <laughs> But I honestly, said, though, they they did. they did remind me of when I went to Canada and yo, had the poutine. Them shits, man. Yeah. I'm going to uh, go back. I'm going to call in the order yeah, and just pick yo, them up. Them motherfuckers was right. <laughs> yes. Anybody in Dallas, if you get the opportunity to go eat at St. Rocco's yeah. in Trinity Groves, get the motherfucking truffle fries. Yeah. Them shits is right. Now get something else besides the truffle fries. That yeah. was an appetizer. Yeah, because you don't want to go to that place like that and be like, order some pizza. Or some, you know, be like, let me get some spaghetti and meatballs. Like, go there and try some shit. Yes. Do that. Everything that we had was good. What else are we supposed to be talking about? We got another episode coming out tomorrow, too. We did a guest. Uh, you didn't. You actually weren't on that episode. No. But we they did wanted a, a male perspective. Yeah. So, me and Frank, uh, the franchise. The franchise. I'm trying to work on yeah. not saying people's names yeah. and letting them use their disguise name. So, you know, the homie of the franchise and myself, we were on. Dirt. Yeah, whatever. Alias name, man. Come on now. I've been smoking. So what am I saying? Go ahead. I don't, you Y'all did a guest appearance on Champagne and Lipstick, with that, which that episode will be dropping tomorrow. It is. Yes. So that's about it. Yeah. And then we're going to drop this one also probably tomorrow, too. Yeah. So we're going to have again, he felt like we weren't doing shit. So exactly. We up here working on the Sunday. The different interpretations of dating. You, you, you had something you wanted to run by people on that. Well, perspective. well, no, it's just a more of a conversation because I was talking to somebody and I was in a situation where I mentioned that I was dating this person and they were like, we weren't dating. And yeah. I'm like, but if you contact me and you specifically ask me to go somewhere and you say this is a date, we're dating. It doesn't mean that we're dating exclusively. It doesn't mean that you're the only person I'm dating or I should be the only person you're dating. Yeah. It's just. That's what a date is. If you say we're going on a date, we're dating. No, I think and that, if it's multiple they, dates, not just like one day and oh yeah, we we dating motherfucker. It, it depends but on if we've been spending like some serious time together and we've intentionally set aside days to have date nights, what the fuck are we doing? I I mean I agree with that. <laughs> I, see, I I agree with that and see what you're saying. But then depending on that person, you can also look at it. They may look at it and see it as we're dating or I've asked you out on dates, but some people you have to be more But he took it like I was trying to lock him down. Like, I'm not trying to lock you down. Like, I know what it is. I'm just saying that's what you would call it. What else would you call it? I would just say, I don't know. That person probably felt looking at it like it was technical. Like, some people probably feel like, hey, explain it to me. And when I explained it, I still said, we ain't dating. But I'm going to say, exactly. But I'm going to say, I'm going to tell you for myself. Like, for me, if I'm dating somebody and the times that I've been dating, if it's just a date going out, they haven't seen that as that. It, dating, I would say, is like, I guess if we talk about it. I don't know. I think it's a conversation. It almost makes it inclusive to where it's like, hey, I mean, exclusive. It would have to be like exclusive dating to have that conversation. So but that's why I say, I, listen, I'm not done. That's why I say I get what you're mm-hmm. saying. 
because it's like one of those things to where if you do go out on multiple dates, it's kind of like when people be like, do you ask him to be your girlfriend or not? Or do you just keep hanging and then yeah. you'd be like, yo, well, after a while, we've been doing this a while. So yeah. it is what it is. Exactly. So that's why I say I get what you're saying. But I think a conversation would have to be had to determine that. It gets no, to I definitely some people agree. would just go. I'm even a person who's guilty of that. Like I've been on dates and I don't been on dates with girls where it's like I can go somewhere three times and they'll think it's something. And you'd be like, it's nothing. Yeah, or like I've said on the podcast before, where I've had girls where clearly I've made them feel comfortable enough mm-hmm. to stay tonight or think they can stay tonight. Yeah. So that's why I say you just have to have those conversations where people, you know, can can say, hey, this is how I feel about it. This is what I think. But that's the part about communicating and saying, hey, well yeah so i was in my feelings a little bit i was like well fuck it then well you are a feelings person well because i never forget i never forget one thing i know when we used to be in a relationship i remember you would when we would have conversations i would be scared i don't know if other people have had this but i would be scared to have conversations with you about how i really felt really in relationships and about things that i wanted i'm like the easiest person to talk to yeah but you are an emotional person too and when you're connected to somebody only when i care about you that's what i'm saying so it always ended up crying with you crying and then i felt like don't be putting me on blast like that nigga everybody not crying in relationships (laughs) but it's one of them things where that's why i say i think when it comes to communication as friends Mm -hmm. and everything else which i'm leading into something else when it comes to communication and friendship Mm -hmm. and even communication in a relationship it's important. So many relationships go awry, I feel like, because people are not willing to honestly be honest with the person that they're with. Mm-hmm. Not just about sex. And sometimes sex falls by the wayside mm-hmm. because somebody's not telling another person how they really, truly need to be pleased. Yeah. Sometimes love is falling by the wayside because a lot of times guys or women aren't telling each other how they truly need to be loved because they feel like, oh, maybe that's too much. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes they may feel like uh, that person may not be able to give that. Or they're just embarrassed on how, you know, the things that they need mm-hmm. and the way that they need that love. So My just thing is I can take the truth. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. It might hurt me. I might have to process it. It is what it is. But I would prefer for you to be open and honest with me. Like, that's my only, like, not my only requirement, but that's my biggest requirement is being open, being honest. Because you can you can get way more from me by doing that. As well, we already know to, about that. For me, though, I'm talking about more so just a better communication boundary. No, I'm saying period across the board, friendships, relationships, whatever. And so when I said that I was in my feelings, that's why, because when I mentioned that we were dating, yeah. it wasn't in terms of, oh, I'm about to lock this nigga down. He mine, whatever. Not, I don't even think like that, but I just classified it as we're dating because we've been on several dates okay. now are you still on that that's I'm, no, I'm i was just, trying to lead to something else yeah you're not following i get where, where i'm going i get where you're going you can still pick that back up because communication is key i think they got that point earlier you, you literally said that a whole nother time well for no i just felt like when i said that i was in my feelings you went on to oh yeah you're a feelings person and just kind of feelings person everybody know you and your feel. i've been knowing you for almost 12 years i know you and your feelings what you want me to do say oh so how did that make you feel no, I don't expect that. From okay, you. nigga. Then I know. We, well, let's keep it going. You was in your feelings. All right. You asked me to bring up a topic. I bring it up, and then you want to just shut it down. Go on and talk was... about your little funky ass next topic. <laughs> and that's where I'll say black women. Oh, that's you gonna why. hit me with that? Jesus, look how your wavelength went up, boy. You went high. Shut your ass up. So, this is the part right here. I said all I'd say this, and everything you're saying, I, I definitely understand what you're saying. But leading into the next point that we were trying to make, you know a lot of shit went on on Facebook. And it's so crazy to have. At 30 some years old, you're going to say some shit went on on Facebook. What's that supposed to mean? No, I'm just saying it's funny. But I mean, it happened. Yeah. But that, see, oh my God. 
you'll take it. You'll make it. That's a bad start to the story. No, so anyway, I but it, it was on Facebook. So basically, um, and, and I'm talking about this story because communication, I definitely feel like is important. So basically, my brother said something on Facebook earlier this week and it offended a mutual friend of ours and a mutual friend spoke out on Facebook and referenced to this. And the conversation kind of went sideways between my brother and him. Mm hmm. I came in, I let them know, hey, Facebook's not the place for this. Take it elsewhere. And then it just continued to pick up from there mm-hmm. to kind of let people in on the story of the friend of ours is a cop. And with everything that's going on in Dallas that's happened mm-hmm. with the Botham John shooting, the uh, Tatiana Jefferson shooting, like nobody really is feeling cops. Nobody's really been feeling cops. You know what I'm saying? For a long time now. Mm-hmm. So the situation was my brother just spoke out saying he doesn't like cops. He thinks all cops are bad. Mm-hmm. And I told my brother, I said, I don't think you should have said that because we know all cops are not bad, but I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So a friend of ours who is a cop took offense to that. And the conversation just kind of went south. As it went south, I jumped in to stop it because both of my brother is my brother and the other guy is like my brother, both older. So we grew up together. We're addressing this situation. I tell you everything that goes on. I read the text messages to you from Facebook, and your response is, "Why is this even happening?" That's but but that's not that wasn't your response. That was that was not your response. That was but anyway, I was proud of you for the way that you handled it because that was another that, that part of the conversation yet. No, 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 no. Even in your responses, I'm talking about in the beginning in your responses on Facebook when you were reading to me the exchange, like because I feel like back in the day you would have been a little bit different and you know you would have. So basically my response was basically letting them know, hey, great verbal sparring. Mm -hmm. You guys have been going at each other. You know, y'all cussing at each other. Y'all too old for this shit on Facebook. Like, let's shut this shit down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day, it would have went My guy, then it's like my homeboy, his sister jumps in and she's saying shit and I'm like, how old are we with all of this going on? Mm -hmm. So basically, I just text my homeboy and I'm like, yo, you know, you should have came to me about this. So he comes to me. We chat, you know, we chat this shit up. Mm -hmm. Like people can say whatever. Everybody's had their disputes on social media or something that they've had an offense with. But I reached out to him and I was like, hey, this is what you should have did. You know what I'm saying? Instead of responding, even if you felt that way about what my brother had to say. Yeah. You should have responded in this way. Mm hmm. This is not the way to handle it on social media. So me and him, we talked about it. We got it out. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? We hashed it out. The issue that I had was I don't think friendship should end because you agree to disagree. And and, and this is the point of the story. Communication is so strong. As adults, if if you've been friends with a person for 30 years, Mm -hmm. there's no way you should be disagreeing with each other. And off one disagreement, probably in 30 something years, you're going to end your friendship. That doesn't make like it doesn't that that's not even close to making sense. Mm-mm. And the reason that pissed me off is because, like I said, you had people like who were reading on the outside mm-hmm. commenting towards my brother and this guy like, mm-hmm. yo, y'all, well, don't talk to him no more. Y'all should just not even be cool. if That's how you feel. And it's like, no, motherfuckers are entitled to feel how they feel. Yeah, because I mean, your friends, you're not going to always have the exact same opinions about everything. That's what makes friendship great. You're not. You get to have different insights. And the whole and, and, the, and the situation was my brother doesn't like cops. I mm-hmm. don't like cops. Mm-hmm. And, like and it's I, crazy because your brother is in the criminal justice. Yes, field. he graduated. With, his degree <laughs> is in criminal law, criminal justice. Like, that's what he does. Yeah. So, like, not being funny, like, 
when I had the conversation with my guy, you know, he was like, but I'm a cop. Mm-hmm. And I it's said, it's just I, the politics behind it. It is. And but I like I told him, though, he's only been a cop for a few years. And like I told him, I said, bro, you used to talk to me all the time. Mm-hmm. I've always told you I dislike yeah. cops from things that happened to me when I was in the streets growing up. Some of my best shit. friends are on the force yes. and they know how I feel about cops. Now, granted, like I said, I do know that all cops are not bad. But in the climate that we live in today, it's hard not to lump all cops into the same because they do have their own code but the that funny, they live by. They do. And the funny part about it, like I told him, though, I said, if I've been not liking cops my whole life mm-hmm. and you've only been a cop for two to three years, was I supposed to just stop liking cops mm-hmm. and start liking them now because you've joined the force? It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. So if I speak out about cops and you know that I've always disliked cops mm-hmm. and not being funny, five years ago when things like Trayvon Martin and all that shit was happening, you felt the same way I felt. Mm-hmm. You just decided to join that side to do something about it. Mm-hmm. But you can't make me stop feeling this way. Mm-hmm. That's the whole issue with a lot of black cops in America. Like, they lose friends and family members mm-hmm. when they and become I'm sure a cop. And I'm sure it's tough on them. I know it's tough yeah. on them. And like, he told me it's tough yeah. on them. And like I told him, I said, I understand that. But you have to understand, you picked a career where you will always be lumped in with generalizations mm-hmm. and accusations because you decided to pick up the badge. Mm-hmm. That's unfortunate. So then what do you do? Because like I said, some of my closest friends are cops as well. So do you make an effort to be like, when you speak out about things that you don't like about cops, do you, do you go the extra mile to make an effort to say everybody except or that's what I'm saying? And you shouldn't. Hard. I don't think you have to do that. No. I think if you have, a, I feel like if you're true, truly friends, exactly. your friends know. Like at the end of the day, where you Who stand you on and something, and that's the thing, and that, that and is they my respect next point. It. Because when when he called me and talked to me, he said I understood you mm-hmm. when I read your comments earlier in the week about police and with all the, the shootings and everything that's going on here mm-hmm. in Dallas. He was like, and I know how you feel. He was like, and I know you respect my position as a police officer. Mm-hmm. He was like, but me, he said, but I'm closer with you than I am with your brother. Mm-hmm. He was like, so when I read what your brother was saying, he said, I felt targeted. So mm-hmm. this is what I hit him with. I said, but does he, my brother know how you feel about people, mm-hmm. you know, speaking on policing, knowing that you're a police officer? Does he know how you feel like I know how you feel? Mm-hmm. No, he doesn't. If he doesn't know, then how does he know to speak? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? With or you not, in mind. Or how not to speak. How not to speak about you with, with you in mind. I mm-hmm. say, you got to have that same conversation you had with me, with him. Well, I'm just I don't know if people remember, to, but we did a, me and him did a podcast that's what I was about to say. last year, I think, or year before last, talking yeah. about this when he first joined the force. I'm looking forward to y'all having another discussion on the podcast. Which I'm working on putting that together. Especially since all of this, you know, these things have happened. Yeah. Like, I'm interested to hear that debate on the podcast. Yeah. But I, I just think, think friendship is so important, man. Like I say, I mean, for me, like I said, you know, his sister and a few other people on there were kind of like just telling him, like, leave us alone and stop mm-hmm. talking to us. And, and it's like, just that's that's when people go into protective mode. Yeah. Which is to be it's, it's understandable it's be, it's in a moment. Expected. It's to be expected. Uh-huh. But the thing about it is, like I said, like I told him when I spoke about stopping the verbal sparring between him and my brother, I said, guess how far it would have went. If I would have just took my brother's side, mm-hmm. but I didn't come that way. I was just like, yo, my niggas, like, let's get over this masturbate and let that energy go and let's Your move on to something else. And that's what masturbate. I put on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Masturbate. Yeah, just move on. It's like it's not that serious. Like if I died oh. today, I know he would be at my funeral. This might be old news, but I did. Um, I was listening to a, a podcast episode that somebody sent me and they brought up uh, that somebody in the gospel world said that married couples shouldn't masturbate i don't know how i feel about that all right well i know how i feel about that well i'm, I feel I'm saying like i don't know how shit. i feel yeah that's 
Unless you fucking like the way I fuck, you can't tell me what to do in my bedroom. And then sometimes you just like to pleasure yourself. Married couples. What is that even talking about? I guess they feel like they always have somebody to satisfy their needs. I don't know. Since person, you're married. You ain't going to always be on the same page, though. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. So that's, I think that's a topic. I think that's a topic that's on the champagne and lipstick episode. I think we address something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. You were right there in the studio. nigga. What are you talking about? I don't about, remember really? that. But we did talk about something about like having a partner to where if you have sex mm-hmm. and it, you know, after you have sex, that person is satisfied, but you want more mm-hmm. and you go masturbate. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, yeah, after yeah. that, mm-hmm. because it may not have been enough in that moment. Yeah. So we got a couple of shows. It's, uh, the fall is back. I know last season we did something one time where we talked about some shows that we're watching and a lot of people were like, yo, yeah. I'm gonna check it out. Well, a million little things is back. Yeah, you definitely need to watch that. This is us is back. Mm-hmm. Um, I know motherfuckers is watching um, Godfather of Harlem. Oh yeah, along you know with with um, uh, well, then, Morgan Freeman as Forrest Whitaker. I don't know. You know, so a lot of these shows, the good shows are coming out on uh so many the premium channels where it's so many different streaming services. You got to pay ten dollars here, fifteen dollars here. So a lot of times people don't even know about some of the they shows. better rotate them shits that's what i be doing <laughs> i may have netflix and hulu for like six months yeah now and then I'll with all the marvel like shows being shit gone yeah netflix is yeah netflix really is falling off because i don't really point. watch that shit <laughs> now raising dion was good the yeah. one that michael b jordan helped executive produce i think yeah that was a great show that that just came out so mm-hmm. a lot of that shit's going on man so we do have a lot of other episodes coming up we're getting ready to wrap this one up but uh we like got have a lot of things going on we do want to try to bring um, still a live show here to Dallas real soon. We are working on a lot of things. Um, we're planning on being at South by Southwest and a couple other things coming up, man. So we got a lot of things going on behind the scenes, more episodes to come. What we do have confirmed is that we will be in DC on November 17th. Did I say that on the first part? No, you didn't. I think we started it. Yeah. You started a lot of shit. You was all over the place before you took your smoke break. Why don't you do the goddamn announcements if you're going to say something about one me an, doing it? That's my you, one How about this? No, 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 How about you take over? Can I finish this my mile, man, goddamn it, fuck that bullshit. Because this is what you've been doing. You and people leave, like Rudy Poo. Oh, he been, How you keep calling he been, her Rudy Poo? He been on you the last couple times. She don't even talk Nobody like talks to me like, nobody comes to my defense. Everybody always looking out for you. Ortiz, a great voice on the podcast. Oh, man, give Ortiz a time. Oh, man, quit talking about dating all the time. Maybe she's trying to date somebody. What about me, man? And your voice gets high. Who going who gonna back and support me? Who got my back? I got your back. No, you ain't got shit because everybody out here is supporting you and you be eating this shit up. No, I really don't. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you used to be a motherfucker who's like, I don't want to be on the mic. I didn't want to be on the mic. Behind the scenes. I am a behind the scenes person. I still prefer to be behind the scenes. And then literally when I was like, yo, we got this show in DC, we've been asked to do it. No, a live show I told in DC. you I was coming I to said, support I you. Said, and then I was like, so I'm gonna be the only one on stage. No, 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 no. We finna back up. No, 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 no. You're not telling you not telling this story right. I'm not gonna be on the microphone. You're not telling this story right. Last week and you talking about some oh, I'm gonna be up there with my mic. No, you're not telling this story right. No. Oh, oh, now you're gonna clown me? For, for for getting better Ooh. all the way across the board. See, that's what I'm talking about right there. So now you that's what you're gonna do? You make fun of Toastmasters? You. Wow. That's what you, you coming for the Toastmasters organization right now. Okay. But anyway, so, this, about this <laughs> so wait a minute. This is how this story went Man. down. You hit me up. You said, Hey. Why you pointing your fingers like a gun? <laughs> Get them long ass arms away from me. <laughs> so you said, Hey, I got invited to host a live show in DC. And yeah. I'm like, yo, that's dope. You know, I love any reason to go to DC. Yeah. I'm gonna be there for support. Then 
we got into a group message and they was like, no, nah, you grab a mic too. You're going to be hosting. And I'm like, oh no, I thought I was coming for support. Cause you know me, I don't like to be on the scene like that. Yeah. Well stay off the scene then. Look, you put me out here. You gave me this platform and now you trying to. I ain't taking shit from you. I just want you to stick with it. Cause I've been trying to get you to do shit on the stage for a minute. And you always give me some stu- push. I mean, I you got some stuff me coming some up. Back. I and got some stuff coming Dathan up. Dathan texts you one time. <laughs> Dathan. No, he happened Dathan to catch me. Dathan texts you one time. He happened then to Gitchy catch me. Then Gitchy texts you. Then y'all talking about some last names the same and cousins and friendships and la da 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 We got people from the same shit. area. I'm just saying, Dathan happened to catch PMB, me. y'all niggas done pumped this motherfucker no, up. No, 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 no. Y'all creating a monster. No, listen. Everybody talking about me. Listen, Dathan. strap on. Can you help? Can you hold on? Dathan happened to catch me at a moment where I had already made a promise to myself to step outside of my shell even further. Like skating. So I had already started the Toastmasters because I do have a lot of information do. that I can share with people yes, you do. if I get out of my own head. You do. So that was the perfect opportunity for me to do this. It was. I hate you. <laughs> I really do. Like, I can't believe you coming for me this hard on my progress. What the fuck? <laughs> I was going to leave your ass hanging. I've been saying I was going to do that shit for the last couple of episodes and I didn't do it. So, but no, for real, man, we want to thank you guys for continuing to listen to the show. Shout out to I Heart Crystal on Instagram. Shout out to the homie Jarvis. Uh, we yes. continue to see you donating it, to us. We don't yes. even ask for anything. We don't ever come on this podcast and ask anybody for money. We don't take no love offerings. No love nothing. offerings. We don't do what the churches is doing to these communities. But he always man. just sends. But he always sends us a I, love offer. And I'll man. get a message that says just bro. because. Thank you for helping me buy Chick-fil-A once a week. That is not what that money it's goes not. to. It's not. It just sounded like a good thing to say. <laughs> but no, my nigga, we do appreciate you for real, man. Shout out to the homie. Um, um, Devonte out up in in California. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want I don't know, man. I just I keep wanting to show some love to people. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the homie on the Cloth Talk podcast. Check him out up in Columbus, Ohio. Shout out to April from Talking Greasy. Yes. Oh yeah. She is a riot. She I love is. Her. She is. She is. Man, she been showing some love. Shout out to them over there at Talking Greasy, man. Shout out to the homie, um, Broderick. Who else we got? Who else working with us? Shout out to the Champagne and Lipstick podcast. They new episode drops. Tomorrow we got a lot of podcasts. Podcast. They was back right in the now. studio. Yeah, we but got hopefully they'll on. come back soon. Oh, we were supposed to talk about one more thing. Are you talking about this business topic, or are we just finna wrap this shit up? I mean, we finna wrap this shit up. We already we out here. We working. Um, you know, it's important to work with people that respect our craft and see the work that we doing. Always remember to inhale courage to excel success. We out this bitch. I ain't got no headphones on. But you, you see me reach for the motherfucker. <laughs> Wait a minute. God. Let's <laughs> pay back. Thanks for listening to The Reality Is, a Roberts Media Group production recorded at NZ Studios. Our team includes Mike Zavala, Spider the DJ, and the RMG Podcast Network. For more information, please visit robertsmediagroup.co. One time Drake, I see you in this yeah, moment. No, that was dope. That was really good. That's what I'm talking about. That was nothing from my end. That's what I'm saying. Weird. Nothing. Nothing. 
Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.